Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. Whenever you're ready. Everybody's talking about the live shows. Anyone who's come out to the live shows recently can't get enough. They're like, these are unbelievable comedy shows. Well, Naples, Florida, you're next. I'm coming to Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, October 5th, 6th, and 7th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to be in Naples forever at Off the Hook Comedy Club. So we'd love for you guys to come out and see it. Going to be a great show. After that, I go out to Mahomet, Illinois. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Somebody wrote me like, here's how it's actually pronounced. When it, uh, Yellow and Co. That's yep. where I'll be. It's a gift shop. If you look it up, go, wait, that's a gift shop. You're not performing there. Yeah, yeah, I am. And it's sold out. I think it's. they said there's three tickets left. They want to add a second show. Ooh. We Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Our second shows haven't been. We had some problems. Mm-hmm. Anyway... And then on to Milwaukee Improv, which I love. Brand new, beautiful comedy club in the heart of one of my favorite cities, Milwaukee. Milwaukee Improv is uh, October 15th, Sunday night. Come on out to that. Last time I was there, I had a great time. So uh, I'm looking to top that. And now, a Tuesday cover to cover. she came from Yesterday don't matter if it's gone While the sun is bright Yes, yes Cover to cover Tuesday edition Starting off with a little old Rolling Stones A great song we we're looking for Tuesday songs. See what we did. Tuesday. We could have went with Moody Blues. We could have went with Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Tuesday's gone. But we went with uh, Ruby Tuesday. As a uh, as a you know, and then of course you know I I could go to the Rolling Stones song, and I had to look it up. I looked it up because I don't know because there's a there's a restaurant, a, a casual dining chain mm-hmm. called Ruby Tuesday. We all know it. Bottomless Fries, I believe, was their... Uh, wasn't one of the perks of Ruby Tuesday, Bottomless Fries? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I think it was. I think it was you can get as many fries mm-hmm. as you want. I never knew... I always felt bottomless anything was always just too much pressure on me. Because mm-hmm. I always felt like I'm not getting I'm not getting the most out of my bottomless... Even bottomless mimosas or these type of things. You know, you're like, for 40 bucks, it's bottomless. And like, all right, I had two... They were 20, that's 20 bucks a piece. It, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't weigh out in mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, let's say they, at Ruby Tuesdays, they say bottomless fries, it's an extra 10 bucks. I'm like, I don't know how many fries I'm going to put down here. Mm-hmm. Like how many fries could I possibly do? I, so I don't, I'm not good at, even at this point, the buffets at the Vegas's and the casinos and all that. Uh, you know, some of them, you go to some of them, $75 yep. a plate or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, now I feel like I got to do a lot here. To make up for the 75 bucks. You know, people have a whole system. You go for the shrimp first. That's your high-end item. Then you go for the prime rib. Then you go for the, you know, whatever. Else. I'm like, yeah, but now I'm already out. Mm-hmm. What do you had prime rib and shrimp? Well, what's left? <laughs> I feel like, a, like, how much can I possibly eat? So anyway, uh, that's why we started off with Ruby Tuesday, because it's Tuesday. And, of course, we spun it into a story about uh, 
a casual dining establishment that was established, uh, Alex, in 1972 by Samuel Beer. It's an American multinational food service retailer that owns and operates franchises called Ruby Tuesdays. Maybe you guys know. I remember Ruby Tuesday getting hit hard by when they started putting the calorie counts on menus. Remember uh, when that, yeah. when they ruined everyone's fun by putting the calorie count on all the menus? And Ruby Tuesday, for whatever reason, everything was 3,000 calories. Yeah. And Cheesecake Factory took a big hit mm -hmm. during that. Popcorn. Everybody, everyone <laughs> thought, how bad could popcorn be at the movies? We're all having a good time. It's it's corn yeah. that's just popped, right? That's what everybody thought. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, somebody, you know, oh, shut up, fuck up your good time. You know, they did some report on the news. You know what? A battle of a bucket of popcorn, it might as well be nine Big Macs. Nine? Yeah, That's they, what they said? They showed oh like my. a bucket with like nine Big Macs in it. And I'm like, well, that you ruined that. They did it to Chinese food there yeah. for a while. Chinese food might as well be 12 Big Macs. Mm -hmm. The fact that the Big Mac is the thing that you use as the barometer <laughs> to... to to uh to to measure other shitty yeah. food shows what the Big Mac is. Yeah. I mean, uh, what the Big Mac is should be the one we're all blaming for everything. Yeah, that's like the Cadillac of obesity. Yeah, yeah. Right. So let's just <laughs> like stop stop dragging Chinese food and popcorn down with the Big Mac. But and I could eat a whole bucket of popcorn. I don't think I could eat two Big Macs. No, I totally agree with you. Me too. I'm w with you on that, Alex. Anyway, full full rack of baby back ribs, Nashville, uh, hot. What do you think the calorie count is on something like that? Full rack baby back ribs over there at uh, Ruby Tuesdays. Ooh, um, 2,800. I think, is it by the plate or just the entree? I'm not exactly. It's 1,100. 11, okay, so that's calories. probably just yeah. the entree. And uh, anyway, if you Google something, of course, they give you other. Here's other things people search for mm -hmm. when they're searching for Ruby Tuesday. I don't know how many people Google Ruby Tuesday. The only reason I Googled Ruby Tuesday is because I wanted to see what came first. Like, is the song is the is the restaurant named after the song mm -hmm. or is the song anyway it turns out the song Ruby Tuesday by the Rolling Stones which we just played was based on Keith Richards girlfriend Ruby at the time oh. so it was originally just a Rolling Stones song i don't know if the the chain had to pay i don't know if Samuel Beal had to pay the stones a bit of money or or whatever but anyway Alex i'm now going to rattle off uh and we have real stories to get to just let us have some fun here on a Tuesday <laughs> Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna rattle off the the following casual dining chains. You let me know your favorite. Now I'm gonna say this before we get into this. You're not much of a casual diner, are you? I don't think. I mean, so. you don't sit. The only reason why I am really is because a lot of times on the road as a comedian, it's your only option. Yeah. And and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's a bad option. There are certain places. I'm I'm thinking of one in particular. It's the Hartford Funny Bone. Mm -hmm. That's really not in Hartford. It's outside of Hartford, but whatever. They put you in a hotel. Attached attached to that hotel is a TGI Friday's. Oh, okay. Now, I'm saying atta it's attached. Yeah. You could literally walk from the hotel into the uh, TGI Friday's. Yeah. You would think that's a bad thing. Some people are like, that sounds mm -hmm. not classy. That sounds trashy. It's not. No. It's not. When you get home from a show... Because what a lot of people don't realize, TJ Fridays, Alex, and I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, to your decision on what the best one is. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to uh, influence your yeah. decision. But I want you to know that they have a thing called late night happy hour. Okay. And they go in there, and it's half price appetizers from like eleven to like one a.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the crowd that sits at the bar for late night happy hour is, listen, are they are they road scholars? Probably not. It's a rough crowd, but as long as you get in there with them, and uh, <laughs> you, know, you could you could become one with them and enjoy boneless uh, yeah. boneless chicken wings for half price. If you walk up to the table with a half price spin dip, you're gonna make some friends, right? <laughs> you just went so spin dip, spinach dip, right? Yeah, you, you have no time for the sea sea. Uh, well, I'm creating yeah, buzz here. Sea, okay, it's spin buzz. dip. Yeah, spin dip. All right. Well, I, I love a spin dip. I love it. Sometimes I feel there. Now, Their uh, chips are a little thin. I believe that, like I just shortened spinach dip mm -hmm. to spin dip. I right. believe isn't TGI Fridays now? Aren't they just Fridays? I think they went Fridays. full bone. I yeah. think they're Fridays. This now. is the second time you've tried to pull this on us because you said ninety nine cent store is no longer ninety nine cent store. You said it's now just ninety nine. Yeah, the ninety nine, and now you and I agree with you. 
People are calling it Fridays, but I think you, that's you young people just being lazy. Oh, you're probably right. I come from a lazy generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't even want to say spinach dip. you no. got to say spin dip. Yeah. Which, uh, all right, well, anyway, well, here you go. I, I stand corrected because it is still TGI Fridays. You are right. Well, I'm looking at it. Oh, you're ready? Yep. Here you go. If you had your choice, you're the, this is your last meal, okay? okay? Applebee's, mm-hmm. Fridays, okay. Red Robin, okay. Cracker Barrel, Texas Roadhouse, Chili's, Outback Steakhouse, Longhorn Steakhouse. Those are your options. I grew up so poor that those are not all in one class to me. Oh, okay. So <laughs> what's the grew, high class? What, Outback's the high class, Outback's, right? Outback's doing yeah, pretty Outback's good. Outback's, you're like, whoa, whoa. We're, we're dealing with filet mignons yeah. over here. This is something different. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought in my family, TGI Fridays was always the uh, slightly uh, less um, reachable of the Applebee's oh, world. Like we, right? looked, we looked at, t- like, the only time I ever had TGI Fridays was at Knott's Berry Farm as a kid. Oh, it was oh across the street. Yeah. Oh, wow. What but a day. We were. So you went to Knott's Berry Farm and then to TGI Fridays? Yeah. Well, obviously, you weren't that poor. I mean, we, yeah. I never went to these places. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we were, uh, my grandmother was partial to Applebee's, so it's very, Is that right? it's highly nostalgic. Yeah. Okay. Well, but for me, and this also speaks to me, I have to go Cracker Barrel. Oh, okay. For my hard earned dollar, I want to sit at a Cracker Barrel. But Cracker Barrel, Barrel, I mean, let's face it, that's, we're going strictly breakfast. I mean, not strictly breakfast, but it's mostly breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones that's trying to get out of the breakfast game. You know, we do, you know, we all, we're also open at night. Like IHOP and some of the other breakfast chains, Danny's. But let's face it, you're all you're only doing you're all of you guys are so entrenched in breakfast that nobody's thinking about coming over there for salmon. Okay. But so that but all right, so you're a cracker barrel. Uh can I th- can I just complicate it a little more? Go ahead. How about if I throw in a buffalo wild wings? What does that do for you? Number one. Uh, really? I mean, just for the atmosphere. You're at, you're like a game on, you know? Yeah. I don't like the fact that they still just you know, because I do go, there's one here in Sherman Oaks, and it, sometimes when there's, you know, I got to watch a game, I like to go in there because they don't have, you know, I don't have the NFL package, I want to watch the Jets. It's a good place to go. Mm-hmm. But they just toss down the wings, and still in the paper bucket or whatever, they give you a little paper tray. Yeah. I'm like, all right, can we, Class can, we it up. can we go a little bit higher than the paper tray at this point? Yeah. It's been a while. You guys have been around. You've established yourselves. And always, I get a weird dirty carpet smell sometimes when i'm in there okay a carpeted restaurant for whatever reason skeeves me out a little bit now i know most restaurants are carpeted but you just gotta re- you know there's a lot going into that carpet mm-hmm. a lot throughout of grease the day. a lot of everything yeah and i feel like the uh i feel like i get a, a bit of a dirty carpet smell when i walk into buffalo yeah. wild wings and i'm sure it's been through hell so anyway now i'm gonna throw in one more and this will turn your life upside down because this, to me, is this is when things, you're like, whoa. Whoa. When things are going well. Okay. And you don't see them as much as you used to. And I don't really know why. I don't know what happened. Uh, Red Lobster. We're talking Red Lobster. We're talking, I mean, Red Lobster is when you graduate like Yale. Mm-hmm. Your family takes you. That's, it's like you di- you've achieved the highest level of, of education. Mm-hmm. You're going to, we're going to get you Red Lobster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's lobster. When there was one here in Glendale, California, that uh, my buddy Carl and I, when we first came to LA, we discovered it somehow. We, we looked it up. Mm-hmm. This is before the days of Google. Somehow we we looked up, you know, in the yellow page. Yellow page. I was just saying a phone book. <laughs> we looked up. Are there any red lobsters around here? Mm-hmm. And then if we had a good day over at Sizzler, you know, by a good day, I'm meaning we made $100 tonight in singles, you mm-hmm. know, dollar bills. Yeah. Between the two of you, no, no, a hundred each. You oh, know, okay. this was a good night, and then we're off the next night. Say we had a say we had a a banging a banger Saturday and Sunday, you know, and then Monday we're off. Yeah, we head over. We take our our hundred and fifty singles, burning a hole in our pocket, and we'd run over to that Red Lobster in Glendale. We called it RL, not unlike you. Yeah, with a spin dip. With spin- we called okay. <laughs> we called it RL, and we would I would to, I would say Carl. I didn't have to. I didn't have to yell out to him because you. I'm leading you down. Uh, the, I'm leading you to the impression that we had in a giant apartment where I would have to yell across to him. Carl, do you want to go to Red Lobster? Yeah. We lived in a tiny single apartment, tiny, tiny, tiny single apartment on Vermont and Western, 
And uh, so I wouldn't. I would just turn to him. He'd be laying on the couch. I'd be laying on a Murphy bed. They had a Murphy bed nice. that was probably a hundred years old. This yeah. this building was built in like the forties. Yeah, and the Murphy bed had been there since the forties. And you have a problem with Buffalo Wild Wings carpet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, the, the, I don't think the the mattress has ever changed on the Murphy bed. Yeah, so, never. I mean, people from the forties slept on it. You mm-hmm. know, it could. I mean, who knows who was sleeping on this thing throughout the? Uh, you know, could have been some old actor. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? At one point, maybe. Uh, Robert Mitchum slept on it. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be uh, nice. But anyway, so then I would say, you want to go to RL? He'd be like, fuck yeah. And we'd get in the car, head over to RL, and nothing was off limits when you made $150 that weekend. It was just like, yes, let's do the endless shrimp. Let's do the lobster. Mm-hmm. Let's do endless basket of uh, cheese. Cheddar biscuits. Cheddar biscuits. Yeah. You know, that's the one everyone loves. That's what you get. It's a good time over there. It's a good time. I, I hope they're doing well. And then, of course, you get into Olive Gardens and, uh, mm. you know, and then you get into regional, you know, I think like um, uh, Waffle House. We don't really have Waffle House Not here. Not this way, no. Uh, Bob Evans, another regional mm-hmm. chain. And then, of course, we get into uh, a place that I worked, and I don't think 1935, there's 119 locations left. I didn't realize there was that many left. Uh, it's the headquarters are out there in, uh, in Wilbraham, Massachusetts. Um, it's... Uh, it started in, in Springfield, Massachusetts, okay. 1935. <laughs> uh, it has 10,000 employees. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. Ten, well, at one time, I was one of them. Mm-hmm. I was one of the 10,000 employees at Friendly's. Now, I know I've talked about a lot. It's a restaurant chain on the East Coast of the United States. The first location selling ice cream cones was in, like I said, Springfield, Mass. in 1935. It was founded by uh, Presley and his brother, Curtis Blake. Um, you know, you know who the CEO of uh, Friendly's is? His name's George Michael. Oh, that's yeah. a, those are big <laughs> shoes to fill. I know it's got to be fill. a tough. Uh, all right, what do you think a uh, what do you think a hunka chunka peanut butter fudge sundae? What, what's the calorie count on that? Hunka chunka peanut butter fudge sundae. Okay, you worked over this, at Friendly's. Now I don't remember the hunka chunka. I'd be honest with you, I remember the Reese's Pieces sundae. Okay, huge deal. Jim Dandy. Cool. Was Can a big deal. Me, are we talking big? Or are we talking? Is this talking a, pretty relatively big? If you want, I could probably try and get up. I'm going to say fourteen hundred. Uh, you're not far off. If it's like a two person, seventeen hundred, seventeen fifty, seventeen fifty. Once again, everybody, I want you to know we have. Uh, there's more. We have actual yeah. stories to talk about. But we, the only reason we're now fifteen minutes into talking about fast food, mm-hmm. not no casual dining establishments. Which they say are going by the wayside, Alex. Mm-hmm. People don't like you. Younger people don't like this casual dining bullshit. They'll sit at home. They'll order from whatever. They're not going to sit around and have a good time. Yet if you ever like see the commercials for these places, they lead you to believe that this is a you know everybody meets here for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, come on in for fun. Yep. It's never really that when I go in. It's usually I usually go in at sad times too because I'm on the road. I go in at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. Just me and the you know, they've sent the staff home, except the, the ex-convict cook mm-hmm. is now doing everything. You know, he's doing the he's doing the cooking, he's doing the waiting tables, mm-hmm. he's doing everything. And he could barely keep it together mentally to just drop some fries into the fryer. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's got to take an order. He hasn't put pen to paper in 18 years, you know. He's got 15 different girls' names <laughs> tattooed on his neck. Everyone's, each one crossed out. Susan's crossed out. Tina's crossed mm-hmm. out. Wendy's crossed out, you know, but and then Wendy's Lisa, on there again. And what? Then, <laughs> like there's always two Wendy's. <laughs> and then Lisa's like the, you know, she's still on there. Like, yeah. oh lucky gal. But anyway, and then he'll take the order and 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 mm-hmm. we'll make it work. But so uh that's what I so I'm in there at sad times. I'm not I'm not in there on a Friday night at seven. I believe that's when they probably film the commercials when it looks like it's fun, families are having a good time, everyone's laughing. Yeah. Teams are coming in. They've won the big game, holding, hoisting a trophy in the air, eating ribs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's not. I'm three in the afternoon. They're mopping up barely. <laughs> you know, from the from yesterday <laughs> lunch rush or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't know. All right, everybody. Enough is enough. Russell Brand. Ooh. Here we go. Here we go. Russell Brand. Now listen. 
A lot of accusations. Here it is. Here it comes. Young girls, inappropriate behavior, rape. I mean, you name it. This is what's coming out about them. I I believe there's some big uh, expose coming out in one of the papers. I believe it's an English publication that's going to take him down. Now, of course, Russell Brand says, and everybody else, all the... You know, you're whatever, whatever you want to consider Fox Newsy people. Now, calm down, everybody. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But they love Russell Brand because Russell Brand does, I think, at this point, he's a podcast guy. Yep. And he YouTube, says, was a YouTuber, YouTuber, think, yeah. uh, and all this. And, and, and he's popular. Mm-hmm. People like his, some of his opinions. Um, and I, I've listened here and there. I'm in just clips I've seen on Instagram. And you hear him talking about, you know, he's, he's against big pharma. Yeah. Who isn't? Like, at this point, aren't we all kind of, like, isn't Big Pharma kind and of shitty a little bit? haven't we all been for, like, 30 bit? years? I know. I, mean, I remember like, my I mean, parents saying that. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily hate a guy who's after Big Pharma, but now what he's saying is, listen, because I say all these things on my podcast or whatever it is considered a YouTube channel, uh, they're after me. They're trying to shut me down. They're mm-hmm. trying to silence. silence me. Yeah. Okay, but now that's... This is what I say about conspiracy theories and all that. And I'm I'm not saying they don't exist because there are I'm sure there are. But if everything's a conspiracy theory, then nothing's a conspiracy theory. You know what I'm saying? Like now we used to have the good ones. We all know the Kennedy assassination, mm-hmm. the moon landing, the good ones. Yeah. We all could be like, oh, all right, let's have some fun with it. 9-11, you, whatever you guys I was going to ask, is that one yeah. of the old school well, ones? Or? Con- yeah. At this point, it's considered one of the old school ones. It was almost ones. the turning uh, right, the right. Yeah, exactly. right there. <laughs> that was kind of the last good time once we were having. Once steel beams don't melt, it got a little <laughs> yeah, dicey. <once. laughs> right, right, right. What's Tower so, 7? So happen? now it's like everything, literally everything is like, well, mm-hmm. right? That woman on the plane, that yeah. motherfucker in the back is not real. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, that might have been somebody on that plane who's not real. I'm like, okay. So okay. now you're ruining the fun conspiracy theories that we all had. Yeah. The Kennedy and, all, and the ones I just mentioned. You're ruining it. If mm-hmm. everything's going to compete. Sometimes, in the case of like a Russell Brand, because I saw a bunch of people. I got a couple of friends over at Fox News. And, uh, of course, they immediately... Uh, well, they're only, the only reason this is happening is because they're trying to silence him. Or he's a rapist. You know? Or there's also that mm-hmm. because, I mean, the other thing that's kind of funny, I, I don't think any of us, you know, just knowing a little bit about what we know about Russell Brand, we were all kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we scratched our head a little bit with Danny Masterson because nobody who gives a fuck about, we don't really know Danny Masterson. Yeah. But Russell Brand, I think we were all judging him on the fact that he, you know, his shirts are unbuttoned and he mm-hmm. wears, you know, and he's that guy. Yeah. Isn't that his thing? Mm-hmm. And he has books of that. I'm a sex addict. I'm a drug addict. This is who I am. And so it's not a stretch for us to go, all right, so maybe he was grabbing some girls. Okay. Now here's my personal Russell Brand story. Okay. Is this a Chelsea story from those days? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. I was just oh, curious. Oh, you sure? You, is that, well, why? Is there too many Chelsea stories? No, 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 no. Why'd you go there? Why'd you say this is Chelsea's story? No, I was just curious. Well, maybe Russell Brand and I have friends outside of Chelsea. Maybe we're That's friends. possible, but I'm like I'm trying to establish how old these patterns are. Okay, that he's oh, being... okay well, then, well, you dug yourself out of that hole real quick. Honestly, I thought I was digging myself into another one because I thought <laughs> no, you were going to say, how long ago was I on TV? And I was going to go, It's been a while. No, no, you're fine. Uh, anyway, but yes, it is. It yeah. is. All right. Okay. You son of a bitch. It's a Chelsea story. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so we had him on. I mean, let's let's face it, the guy was a big star there for a minute. Let's not forget mm-hmm. he wasn't just doing YouTubes. He no. was he was. I mean, get him to the Greek. It was, get him to the Greek. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. For, yeah. I so forgetting Sarah Marshall. That was. Uh, I mean, it's a good movie. I, yeah. At least I remember. I saw. It, I remember really liking it years ago. You know, these things change. Whatever. Yeah. And then there's somebody put a picture of the cast up and like, wow, Jonah Hill. Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. Russell Brand. I don't think the Kristen uh Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell has been in anything, any problems, but Jonah Hill got into some weird thing. His girl ex-girlfriend was saying he's a you know, making so, her was making her, I don't know, where yeah. I don't know, making her wear I you know, it was a, like a controlling her mind or something. Yeah. I I half read the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know. Is that a bad I mean, everybody you went out with Jonah Hill. He's fat, he's skinny, he's fat, he's skinny. I can't keep mm-hmm. up. 
Yeah, they're saying it was like emotional abuse stuff. Emotional abuse, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Anyway, so he's had some problems. So it's been a rough time. But, you know, Hollywood's a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Be, and you, they all, they've all been in it for a long time as kids, except for maybe Russell Brand, but he's been in it a while. Russell Brand should have been locked up. Forget the rape. He should have been locked up for trying to remake the movie Arthur, which is one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time. You, If you have not seen the Dudley Moore Arthur you it's maybe i might put it up as one of the best scripts ever written it's perfect in every way it's hilarious it's touching it's wonder everything about it is perfect and great uh, i think it still holds up you must go watch liza minnelli john gilgood and dudley moore and maybe one of the best top 10 babe greatest movies of all time easily one of the top 10 comedies of all time I might Tootsie and that might be number one, depending upon what day you catch me. And then this Russell Brand tries to remake it, mm-hmm. which I mean, just a horrible fucking remake of he's no Dudley Moore and everything about it was bad. Uh, anyway, so Russell Brand comes to Chelsea lately and he's an odd duck. Listen, that I think he's the first one to tell you that that's mm-hmm. his thing. That's his brand to not to you know have fun with his name, but He was the only person who gave us a little bit of problem early on in the show because we were new show and we're like, oh, we we don't need any trouble here. We don't know how to deal with celebrities. And he, at that point, was like booming. Yeah. And we're like, shit, I can't believe we got Russell Brands coming. And we had to start the show. We had to start at a certain time in order for us to get the show to the East Coast. We just had to. It was a live to tape show. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't, we had to tape at three. We couldn't tape at 3.30. We couldn't tape it. And we had two people who fucked with that. P. Diddy one time came and said, I'm I'm late or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, he's uh, in all this bullshit. And, yeah. and it turns out we like had to put him on the next day because he showed up at fucking 5 p.m. or yeah. something. We had to wait around for P. Diddy to come in. Yeah. Anyway, and Russell Brand said, I need some sort of, he needed a special espresso and he would not leave the dressing room until we got him some special espresso from Ooh. a certain place in L.A. that we had to send a, you know, a production assistant drive across town to mm-hmm. get him some special espresso. And he finally came out and did the interview, and he was fine enough. But then when the interview ended, I went down just to look at him because I was like, it's an interesting-looking guy. So I went down from upstairs to just kind of look at him. And he, we had him on several times after that. He, he had his own talk show for a minute on TBS, and he tried to start a feud with us mm-hmm. to get... We were at that point. We were like a big deal, yeah. And he tried to get like a feud going with Chelsea lately to try and get ratings for his show. He came to our show, and we had guitars in the dressing room. If you were like a person who wanted to pick up a guitar and play it while you're waiting, while you're to ready. come on. That's cool. We had some guitars in there if you if you chose to, and we had you know the Blake Sheldon would pick them up and blah blah blah. Anyway, Russell Brand stole the guitars, oh. and he like held them hostage. And on his show, he was like, "I stole Chelsea Lately's guitars. If you want them back, you got to do a a rebuttal video, mm-hmm. and we'll have a fun thing here." And Chelsea's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, she's like, "I'm Chelsea Handler. I can buy more guitars." <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Keep the guitars. We're good." And anyway, but he after he was done with his um, taping mm-hmm. the first time, he would he he. I watched him do this. He sat there and just like stared into the audience, like at and looking for girls. Like he and then he went out into the parking lot where the where the studio audience filed out, mm-hmm. and he just like waited to like talk to girls in the audience. Nothing wrong with that. If you're a fucking young, handsome, saw star single guy like he is mm-hmm. or was at the time, I mean everybody does that. It, it, yeah, if you're that type of person. So, I mean, I'm not saying that was a bad thing, but it was odd to me. I'm like, wow, this guy's like seriously looking for like regular people out of the studio audience to do whatever. I don't know. You know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, So it's so then when I heard this story, I'm like, because a lot of that was some of the people like we had to like, I guess he was a a judge on a show in England, like uh, America's Got Talent or some type of show like that. Mm -hmm. And they said they literally had to like had no more studio audience because he was hitting on everybody. <laughs> so it's not a stretch, but who knows? I mean, yeah. I don't even think the uh, the the expose has even come out yet. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we'll have to wait and see what comes out. But he has been dropped by by YouTube. They're saying, you know, he's a huge YouTube guy. Yeah. And I guess YouTube has said, we're not going to mm-hmm. deal with him anymore. But he could go over to X well, or somebody went, will have him. He went over to Rumble 
a while Rumble, ago, yeah. which is like a competitive. It's essentially be- because of the nature of who was getting kicked off YouTube. It has kind of just become all conservatives over there. There's not a lot of other stuff. Right. But I think he moved over there a while ago. But, I mean, YouTube's still a lot of money. That's still a big, you know. Yeah. I imagine a huge chunk of his... They might not be able to take his videos down because they're on a different platform, but... He's losing money. That's where I bet. Yeah, the, yeah. You know. I mean, he's losing. And but who knows? There's going to be a whole slew of people that'll get behind his. Yeah, they are trying to silence you. Mm. I mean, that's a that's a world out there. Now. Yeah. This whole there's a whole world of well, they're trying to silence me. Mm-hmm. So you guys come over to X or whatever. If I whoever will let me speak. Yeah. And I'll talk more about big pharma. Yeah. Which a great but fine. There's probably it could be both, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they could hey. be using something horrible that you did to silence you. Right. That's still on you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's an all interesting story. Who knows what'll come of it? And it's Russell Brand. I mean, I don't I don't listen to his stuff or know his stuff, so if Russell Brand goes away, it's not going to kill my day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Drew Barrymore, Bill Maher, a lot of daytime talk shows, mm-hmm. they all said, we're coming back. We're coming back. Forget the writer's strike. We sympathize with the writers and the actors and everyone striking. We sympathize, but we got to return. Mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore was the first one. I have to return. People need to watch me cook a pot roast with Ross Matthews, although okay. they will not be able to function uh-huh. in life if I don't come back and and do Drew's news mm-hmm. with Ross Matthews. What will people do without seeing me dressed like um, uh, going a horse riding? Yeah, in nineteen seventy two. Uh, without what? What will people do? Yeah. So anyway, she says I'm coming back, and I I kind of like Drew Barrymore. I like the way she does the show. It seems loose. It seems fun. She crawls around on the, her guests. You know, she'll sit on their lap. She'll rub their face. She was even doing it when she, they did like pandemic inter- interviews and mm-hmm. the people were on like a screen. She would like crawl over to the screen and roll around and talk to Ben Affleck while he was, you know, zooming in from somewhere. Anyway, she's wild. Oh, I never she's, saw that. Oh, you never saw her like <laughs> no. crawl around. She'll crawl over to the guest and like get in their lap, like the ones she's friendly with, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. Deborah Messing or some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody cares about any of these people, like but I guess afternoon TV is a whole other game, you know. Yeah. I feel like afternoon television just for people who who can't move. Yeah. You know, <laughs> judging by the commercials, <laughs> like every commercial is is like a lawyer saying. Why are you there? Why mm-hmm. are you watching Drew climb on Deborah Messing right now? Uh, something must be wrong with you, and yeah. I'll get your money for whatever happened that may put you in this position that you are watching the Sherry Shepard show. Yeah. How did it happen? Who'd you get hit by? Where'd you fall down? Call me. Mm-hmm. Call me. Do you have mesothelioma? Yep. I feel like that's, that's everybody's big. got, everybody who watches Sherry Shepard is riddled with mesothelioma, <laughs> and they're going to get your money for it. Anyway, whatever. Drew says I'm coming back. I gotta, I gotta come back. She forget. Oh my God, the hell she took for it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So then she she comes back on Instagram or whatever, and she makes a video saying, "I apologize. I'm listening, but I'm still coming back." Yeah. She goes, "I heard. I hear you. I sympathize with you. A little crying, a little tears. Did a good job. Not too much makeup. Nailed it. Okay. Nailed the apology video. But then at the end, she goes." People thought this was going to be, I decided not to come back. Yeah. Thank you for You for have bullied me into submission. Thank you for shining a yeah. light on this. But she yeah. said, I'm coming back anyway. Mm-hmm. Here comes more yeah. wrath. About well, that's you. even worse because you acknowledge. Right. You acknowledge to say, I don't see that I've done anything wrong. Right. And I'm trying to help people. People are like, okay. But when you go, you're right. I'm screwing up, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's what people, people were saying. They were that. like, whoa, this is not right. Yeah. So anyway. And then Bill Maher said, I'm coming back and uh, with mm-hmm. his show and a few other people, Sherry yeah. Shepard, The View, whoever else. And uh, I guess they've all now, Drew, first one, she's like, okay, I hear you. I'm not coming back. Honestly, I think it's a good move. I think 
Because first of all, it's going to put her in a bad place with her guests. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, who's going to yeah. come on the show during? Nobody, no actor There's can come on. There's an actor strike. Yeah, as well. and yeah. no writer can come on. And now with all that heat on you, mm-hmm. nobody's like, I'm not going on that fucking. I'll fuck up my career. Yeah. So nobody's going to come on. So now you got to do a lot. You got to make. You got to eat a lot of spaghettios with mm-hmm. Ross Matthews. That's an hour yeah. of Drew's news. The and only listen, pe- yeah, it'll be like this show. Next thing you know, her and her and Ross Matthews be. What do you like better, TGI Fridays or Red Lobster? <laughs> <laughs> so, and but you know, over here we're not on we're not on NBC or CBS or whatever. We're just you know spouting off from a garage so we could talk about mm-hmm. the calorie count of a Jim Dandy. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck. Now you cross union lines to enter the studio, don't you? When, this here? studio? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You cross union. Uh, I'm yes, not a yes, member. Yes. Uh, right, right. I walk into my garage, and so yeah, I, I haven't had the the opportunity to cross studio, you know, strike lines. Mm-hmm. But as a proud union member, WGA and SAG and IBW, International Brother Electric Workers. No, I was at one time. No, no mm-hmm. longer. But uh, and a proud union family. My father was the king of the unions. Mm-hmm. I mean, look for the union label when you are buying a dress skirt or blouse. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I sang it. So anyway, I, I mean, we would never cross picket lines. My father, like if our school was, pro, you know, having a strike, we were like, you're staying home from school. We're like, oh, good. Why? Oh, wow. Because there's a picket and we're not crossing picket lines. So anyway, who knows? But things are, di- days, things are different now. Mm-hmm. So they've all decided Bill Maher jumped on too. He said, I'm not going to come back either. I think it's a good move. I think it's a wise move because honestly, you kind of have to all have a, it's got to, it's got to be, it's got to be a universal front here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's not going to look good. If you start piecemealing people coming back, it's going to fuck up the whole thing. Yeah. So I think it's going to, some shit's going to start to move here in the next couple of weeks. And I think they think that too. Mm -hmm. So they're like, all right, I'll wait a few more weeks instead of coming back and just talking about Drew's news. Yeah. Because it's not going to be any guests. You're not going to get any guests. I mean, she could probably get Russell Brand. I think he needs to make the rounds. That would be a good idea. Yeah. You know? I mean, but she can't have him on because she's Miss Cutesy. And, you know, rape charges are one. You can't. When when it's rape charges, you like, some people got it. They got to run from Mm -hmm. that. You know, like Tucker Carlson could still have Mon. He's like, I, my people are already on board for what I'm doing over here. Yeah. So if you want to come back on here, because he was on there a lot anyway, uh, he was like, I will have you, regardless of what they're saying mm-hmm. about you. Because I we could just write it off as they're trying to silence you like they did me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, He's just doing a podcast with Russell and Andrew <clears throat> Tate. They're just all going 300, wild. Yeah, I don't... This is a world I'm not a part of. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a real... It's a real, um, like, a macho world... Yeah, and I, I'm not. I'm just not in that world. Oh, okay. Not that I, you know, it's like, just like dudes, bros. This is how you, isn't that Andrew Tate? Like, this is how you pick up girls. Yeah. You, they like to be choked when mm-hmm. you fuck them. I don't, listen, I don't, what am I talking about? Yeah. I'd rather talk about Sundays, uh, friendly. Support for Cover to Cover is brought to you by Manscaped. Look at that, Alex. Look who's back. Ooh. Our favorite. Manscaped. Oh, we have been promoting and and singing the praises of Manscaped for no pay for a <laughs> long time now. We love all things Manscaped. Of course, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Are you ready for what you get? If you listen to Cover to Cover. Yes, sir. You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code COVER, C-O-V-E-R, at manscaped.com. Now, let me just say this about Manscaped. Off book now. It's not just the grooming. It's everything about it. Everything you get with this package. You get the 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, uh, ear and nose trimmer, Crop Preserver, Alex's favorite, mm-hmm. uh, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner. <laughs> Alex loves that as well. I do. You get performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. It it Everything smells amazing. And I recommend going over to manscaped.com to look at the colognes. Yeah. The, the shampoo ch- conditioner. Yes, the, the, lip, the lip of like chapstick. The bomb. The, bomb, the yeah. lip balm. All of it is just so amazing. I I can't say enough about my love of Manscaped. You guys know that. I'm happy they're back. 
Anyway, get 20% off and free shipping with code COVER, C-O-V-E-R, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code COVER, C-O-V-E-R. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Okay, so a few more things, and then we'll get out of here for our Tuesday episode. Having fun. Back with more Thursday, maybe a more smut Patreon on Friday or Saturday. Who knows? That's the way we do it over here, just having some fun. You see the the alien in Mexico? See the little Mexican alien? No. They've been talking about it. Yeah, they got it. They got him. He's around Mexican uh, doctors have found no evidence of any assembly or manipulation of the skulls of the so-called non-human being. It's a little tiny little Mexican alien out there because they... <laughs> You know, I guess there's okay. a lot of chat of the aliens are yeah. out there. Yeah. Oh, America is the only place with so aliens? So, yeah, now yeah. Mexico's like, oh, all right, hang tight. We got some, too. And they showed that little guy. He's there. Sombrero. No, all right. <laughs> okay. That's not right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is it. There's a picture of him. See him? That's him. That's the alien. Wow. Yeah, they got Is that his, his skeleton? Or that's that a the... skeleton. That's his body. That's crazy. Some people are saying it, it could also be just like a mummified child because back in the old Aztec days, they used to just mummify kids if mm-hmm. they had a cold or something. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't do that anymore. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be mummified two years ago. She got a little something, <laughs> little sniffles. She's We buried her in the backyard, <laughs> wrapped her in gauze. Oh, that tomb? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, But anyway, so yeah, interesting stuff over there. One more thing before we get out of here, because we do some music here on the podcast. We're always, mm-hmm. you know, we're on the cutting edge of music and what's happening over there. There's something going on interesting right now with the uh, Billboard, like the top 100. Used to be a thing. If you're as old as I am, we all remember the countdown. Mm-hmm. Casey Kasem, top America's top 40, Casey yeah. Kasem. <laughs> and there's a long distance dedication going out to a woman in Ohio to a man in San Francisco. And they would do a, and then they would count down every Sunday. And I we loved it. I think Ryan Seacrest did it up recently. It's America's Top 40. It was a huge deal to mm-hmm. be in the Top 40 Casey Kasem countdown. Anyway, now it seems that Billboard 100 is a deal and, and everything else. But they're saying Billboard now, it's, it doesn't have the impact that it used to because it's being manipulated in all sorts of strange ways. And I'll, we're now going to try and explain to the best of our ability how the billboard charts being made. It's just music is different these days because they used to judge it by radio airplay. Mm -hmm. That's not around anymore. So now they judge it by, I don't know, downloads on Spotify and shit like that. And a lot of things are being manipulated by TikTok. And and a perfect example is uh, try that in a small town. Yeah. You know, try that in a small town. You used to be able to say, oh, it's the number one song. It's probably a good song. That used to be the case. But now you're like, well, it's an open song just because people have been arguing about it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Not that this is, let's hear a little bit of this is Jason Aldean. Try that in a small town. Yeah, I mean, is this good? Sure. It's a country song like mm-hmm. any other, I think. Yeah. But it was, you know, it had racial implications. Mm-hmm. Try that in a small town and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, that song became number one. It was a two-year-old song. Mm-hmm. It became number one because everybody was arguing about it. Yeah. And now the actual number one song in the country currently, they say most number one songs last about a week because there's all sorts of crazy other things going on because a TikTok song will happen. It'll become mm-hmm. a TikTok sensation. Yeah. And that song will go to number one because that's how they... They judge what's popular now. It's, it's not by radio airplay anymore. So wh- who's number one right now? Is it Doja Cat? Doja Cat is currently number one. This yeah, song. Bitch, I said what I said. We played this. I we played this. We yeah. like this song. Paint the town red. But also it's like a Dionne Warwick uh, sample. I yeah. it's Dionne Warwick walk on by. It might be. Oh, I'm not wrong. Dionne Warwick. Or... Let's walk on by. Yeah. It's a good song right there. Anyway, that's number one currently. But now there's this other guy, this redheaded guy who's, who plays a banjo in the woods. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan put him on his podcast or, or put a clip of him. 
And now this song was number one for five minutes because everybody was talking about it. Both sides said, well, he's talking about us. Mm-hmm. And the other side, I'm talking about... And then he came out to say, I'm a, I hate you both. Yeah. You know, so anyway, let's play... What is this song called? This is called Rich Men North of Richmond. And who's this guy? This guy is Oliver Anthony. And Rich Men North of Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Rich Man North of Richmond. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like a talented guy. Killer voice. Yeah. I get a Lumineers vibe off this. You know what I mean? No, really? Why? Is that, were they bad? See, once again, I don't know. I felt felt like they were good there for a minute, the Uh Lumineers. Oh, yeah. Is that not Lumineers sounding to you? Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. So that was, once again, mm-hmm. number one song for a few minutes because it was a controversy. Yeah. Back in the days of Billboard, Casey Case, some Top 40, mm-hmm. songs didn't become number one because there was a controversy about them. Maybe, yeah. you know, our biggest controversy was uh, Ray Stevens. You know who he is? No. Ray Stevens was like a comedian singer, comic singer. Oh. And he would have like chart hits. Um, and one of his ones that I, when I was in eight, it was there was nothing funnier to me than he had a song called Shaving Cream. Okay, fell into a pile of sh. sh- okay, stay with me. Yeah, sh- sh- that's what he would do. He goes sh, and you, we were all. If you played along, you're under the impression he was going to say shit. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He goes Shaving Cream. What was his name? Ray Stevens. Okay, and we laughed every time. We laughed every time. Ray Stevens had a, you know, he was one of those guys who had like. Ray, Ray Stevens' greatest hit. You could buy it on KTEL Records on, mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. And they would, you know, hype it up by saying, Ray Stevens has more number one songs than the Beatles mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, and he had like corny yeah. comic songs. Shaving Cream. Um, they called the it Mississippi The Mississippi Squirrel Revival. There you it go. one of his songs. And they called, that's like that guy we just played. Uh-huh. He could sing that. Yeah. They called it The Streak. That's why they called it The Streak. It was about... In the 70s, people were streaking. Mm-hmm. That's how we, very famously, somebody streaked on the Oscars one time. Streets to streak through like football games, mm-hmm. baseball games. It was a protest in some cases. Sometimes it was just people having fun. Yeah. They'd run naked through the streets. That's and another it, thing that's come back because of TikTok. Streaking? Yeah. Is it? You don't see all the people like getting no. tackled at games streaking? Oh, I mean, I've yeah. seen that, but are they naked? Yeah, a lot oh, of them. I already yeah. know that. I've got I to watch more games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really a TikTok guy, mm-hmm. so I mean, I try to keep up, but it's, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's streaking was a big thing, so Ray Stevens had a song called The Streak. Mm-hmm. Big hit, you know, because... That, so that was our controversial songs mm-hmm. that made it to number ones or twos or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, we thought that'd be an interesting thing to talk about because you know, and whether you like those songs or not, who knows? I think all the songs we played sounded fine to me. Yep. Are any of them? Let it be. No. No. Nope. But I'm an old fool, and w- doesn't make any difference what I think. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I my my days are done here on this planet. And yeah. you know what, Alex. We're going to close with this because everybody's days are done. Scientists are predicting an asteroid is going to impact uh, the Earth and it's going to equal the, the the impact will equal 22 atomic bombs. Whoa. Scientists have pinpointed the potential date on the asteroid. The asteroid's name is Bennu. Bennu. Sounds nice. Yeah. It might collide with the Earth with the force equivalent of 22 atomic bombs. Bennu which orbits close to Earth every six years, has been predicted to possibly make contact. You ready for this? I hope you guys are ready. September 24th. So, okay. Five days. Oh, All right, hang tight. Oh. I suggest you get your, get, get Alex, get everything, get your affairs in order. Get my bunker are, ready. Yeah, get your affairs in order, which I imagine wouldn't be much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? If we told Alex to get his affairs in order, what exactly he probably goes, uh, dear mom, mm-hmm. I'm leaving you one countertop dishwasher. <laughs> and, my prized uh, yes. countertop. To my friend Chris, you get one pair of REI brown shorts. And that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I got a couple of Four things. Four black I'd, t-shirts. Yeah. Um, 
Anything else you got to leave? I'd leave. Any my, cash or anything? You have any any savings? Yeah, uh, after doing the road this year? No. <laughs> I'm fucking spent. <laughs> no, I'd make sure my father got my guitar and oh, my stepfather oh, got nice. my handgun, and then I'm good. Oh, Jesus. That's oh, it. Oh, I mean, if I'm, a, I'm, I'm into oh. Oliver Anthony. What can I, I mean, say? You, that could literally be an Oliver Anthony song. Yeah. And make sure my stepfather gets my handgun. I mean, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. let's make that number one. Yeah, I gave my daddy my we'll, guitar. Put that on TikTok. It'll be number one tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, you got some time, Alex, because yeah. it's uh, September 24th, 2082 mm-hmm. is when the oh, impact is happening. Yeah, 2082. You 20, sorry, 2182. 2182. Oh, yeah, we're fine. Uh, NASA, in collaboration with Osiris Science Team, has been working on plans to divert Benno's trajectory. The current probability of impact is estimated. Uh, and uh, yeah. But it could it could do a flyby, a pretty close flyby, they're saying, mm-hmm. in 2135. I'm long gone. Yeah, long gone for I think my daughter's long gone. Like we're all long gone, yeah, pretty much, right? So Benu, bring it on, you know. I mean, and Bruce Willis, he saved us from that last one mm-hmm. with Owen Wilson and I forget who else was the ragtag team. Ben Affleck, of people, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he was having a Steve thing. Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, was he Con Air? Or was he that? One? Yeah, no, he's, he's in there. that one. Yeah. Bing Rames, I think, was in it. No, it was nothing. It was, it was, a, it was the other guy. It was the other guy. It mm-hmm. was the guy from whose dad he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was uh, the guy who went to visit his son? You're a fan of him, not Bill Paxton. Who was the Bill Paxton? Oh, it was Bill. Paxton. No, I don't know. No, but it was. Yeah, it was I know who it was. I think his name's Bill Patton. That that oh, actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Armageddon. Ooh. Armageddon. Liv Tyler. Yeah. She's messing around with that Ben Affleck in the movie. Working on an oil rig. Mm -hmm. Bruce Willis. Oh, poor guy. Fuck, it's so sad to see what's happened to Bruce Willis. I mean, it's just the guy's mind is gone. He can't even remember some of the dumb movies he made over the years. He made some good ones, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bruce Willis made some good movies. Anyway, we're going down a road. We're not not supposed to still be here. We're going to have 20 asteroids coming. Bennu's coming. Bennu. So that's what I'm saying. Get out and live your life because you never know. I mean, this says twenty one eighty two, but that they could be they could be off. Mm-hmm. This thing could be coming next week. Yeah, that's why I just we had to stop the podcast for a second because uh, the Geek Squad came over because mm-hmm. I was we thought we were having dryer issues. You know, we got a washer and a dryer here from brand new from GE like tabletop or full size. <laughs> They're full size. They're oh like, wow! They're on the ground. These things are on the <laughs> ground. So uh, and yeah, so we we. Uh, it didn't seem to be drying as well as like it should. Mm-hmm. But then it starts, of course, when you call the fucking people, then it starts to work. It yeah. seems fine. I think it's just, a, you know, there's so many buttons now. I mean, I like the days of the dryer. Over the Frangiola house, we had a dryer. I mean, the same fucking dryer forever. Some Kenmore brown metal dryer. Yeah. I mean, we had it for 30 years. So much so that the door, you pulled open the door and, and the wire that held the door open, you know, got so stretched out the door wouldn't stay closed anymore we just got a big stick that you had to stick the stick under the thing kick it in a little bit and then you just, the stick held the door shut yeah american ingenuity yeah that was it we used a stick for fucking everything we used a stick to change channels on the tv because my father didn't want my grandfather was the first stick user mm-hmm. he didn't want to get up from this is when you had to press the channels this yeah. is not the turning knob this is the pressing this is after turning before remote Okay. And my grandfather said, I'm not getting up every time to change the channel. I'll just get a long stick that I can press the buttons from my chair. Mm-hmm. We were stick people. Like we were like cavemen. <laughs> okay. Give us a stick, we'll make a yeah. we'll make a whole life out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did with our dryer. <laughs> but this guy comes up, now there's a whole bunch of buttons. Yeah. And so we he was like, Well, I would put it on this setting and that would be better. I'm like, okay, that's it was just a setting thing. But I don't have time. I probably could have read the directions. But I pick up a direct, you know, a pamphlet for the the GE dryer, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred and seventy five pages long. I'm like, I got no time. That's bullshit. Yeah, get so, the geek squad. Yeah, get the out geek here. squad. Get a geek out. who read this whole. Yeah, book. he was a nice geek. Yeah. He came in and did a good job over there at Best Buy. So I'm all for, I'm all about that. I'm all about the geek squad. They came out and did a nice job. I panicked because I saw an actress on Instagram. I used to work with this girl at Mirabelle. Her name is Jamie Alexander. She was in some NBC show. Okay. And she seems like, listen, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't know her, but I used to know her. She just, just, just by looking at her and in her, in, in her life that she leads, 
She seems like she's, you know, a problem. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would imagine oh, she's yeah. calling Geek Squad every two minutes saying, I f- I'm coughing. Something's wrong with the filter on something. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I follow her on Instagram, and one day she says something along the lines of, you know, thank people. This is a warning to everyone about your dryer. We've been having dryer problems for a month or so now. So I'm, I see this video of Jamie Alexander saying that her dryer wasn't hooked up properly. It wasn't venting. She lives in an apartment in New York City. So here it vents right out of my house. Yeah. But there it's a different venting. They didn't even hook up the vent. So it was venting into her apartment, more or less. And she was toxic chemicals were falling upon her. And she was sick every day. And she didn't know why. And it was because the Geek Squad came over and realized this wasn't hooked up. And that she almost died. That's what she says. Yeah. But I feel like she almost dies from everything. Just by looking at her, <laughs> yeah. I can tell everything in her house is is a problem. Yeah. This spoon gave me something. Mm. This is why I can't breathe. This is it. Just anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying, so then I got a little freaked out. I'm like, wait, maybe we got some sort of weird thing where we're all dying from our dryer. But it turns out the Geek Squad just told me we're all good. Yeah. But I don't know how much I trust Geek Squad because he does everything. Like, wait, I was like, are you a dryer expert? He's like, yeah, you dryer, iPad. Surround sound. Yeah, refrigerator, TV, you name it. I'm like, all right. All right. Yeah. Let's get a specialist. I don't know about that. I need a dryer guy, Mm -hmm. you know, but he was like, this is pretty good. You know, what, you know what the temperature of a dryer is supposed to be? I learned it just five minutes ago. What? 140 degrees. Wow. It's pretty hot, right? Yeah. Good. Okay. If you guys would, you guys are like, you know what? I'm not going to turn this podcast off till I learn exactly how hot a dryer should be. Well, you could turn it off now. Mm-hmm. 140 degrees. Do you guys want to know how many calories are in a gym dandy over friendlies? You learn that. Yeah. This is how cover to cover. I mean, what more can I give you people? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm give, we're giving you everything. We started an hour ago, and through that, you've learned about Russell Brand's dating habits. Mm-hmm. You've learned about what Alex is going to give his stepdad. You learned <laughs> how many calories are in a Jim Dandy. You learned how, what a temperature should be in a dryer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we call it cover to cover, literally covering everything. Yeah. All right. I think we've done all we can do here. What do we got to get out of here on, Alex? Anything fun? Thank you, everybody. Tuesday, come see me. Uh, live in uh, in Naples, Florida at the Off the Hook Comedy Club. I'm going to be there for about 19 shows, mm-hmm. all of which we're expecting about nine people. So <laughs> should be good. We're excited about it. Um, love it down there, and, I, and I'm excited. Got to rent a car, driving around, loving life. Um, somebody offered me an Airbnb, and I said no. I didn't even respond, but now I'm thinking about I should take it. So if that person is within earshot of this, contact me about your... Naples Airbnb. I have a hotel, but I, I'd rather maybe your place sounds nicer. Send me a picture. Okay. What do we got to get out of here? I don't think it'd be appropriate not to get out of here, no matter what the asteroid is. Oh, my is, God. No great matter what. Call. This poor guy. Yeah. I mean, now they're saying, because we, they came back, this is it, final tour, and then he, they did a couple shows and vocal cords went out. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying it'll at least be a month. But he's done. Mm-hmm. Steven Tyler, of course. And uh, and now they're saying, like, when should bands hang it up? Because there's been a few. Bruce Springsteen's recently had to cancel a bunch of shows and a few other people. Like, we're just, we're old, we're tired. And, uh, I mean, some people just might have to go, we're done. We're just 75, 80, as I say all the time, yeah. is eventually 75 and 80. No matter how great you look, mm-hmm. in the case of Springsteen, even Steven Tyler, yeah. the guy, they still look good, but doesn't make any difference. Your bones are still 80. Yeah. Your vocal cords. Could you imagine if Steven Tyler's dryer had been venting improperly on him for the last... Maybe that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that if you don't follow Jamie Alexander. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.